Welcome to the Game Deflators podcast, episode 23. My name is John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody. Here at the Game Deflators podcast, we like to talk about games we recently picked up, games we're currently playing, and James. The fuck are you kids doing on my lawn? We're the gonna, hell out of here. We're going to talk about them this week? Well, we, we like to talk with James and hear his opinions on the ever-loved the sorely missed while we had to do that bullshit the other week but we're back with the inflation deflation challenge folks yeah one week hiatus that's uh that's a first we haven't done that recently and uh fyi if you're listening and uh this is post recording we might have an echo because my game room is in the process of being moved currently to someone else's bank accounts to someone (laughs) yeah right that's just about correct yeah, there's a lot of money gone right now. The, the walls in here got too small. They couldn't hold all the N64s John hasn't been able to sell. I don't sell my N64s. That's why there's six sitting there. Well, they're in, they're in totes right now. I'm currently totes. sitting on a beanbag chair that's actually filled with GameCube controllers. Exactly. That that's actually would be a pretty accurate statement. I think I forgot about, what, 24 GameCube controllers in the house? And an uncomfortable chair. And an uncomfortable chair. That and is the correct. biggest melee land party you've ever seen. Eight people. Interesting enough, Ryan earlier just got a glance at my game collection, which is still currently packed up. In totes. In totes. He actually got to lift one of the totes and the weight of all my years of collecting. It, it was heavy, folks. It was heavy. Oh, yeah. It pretty, it's, uh, pretty much It's is. very impressive. I, I'd like to see it once it's all unpacked. Where are we at? Because I think yours is pretty much equal to mine, right, in terms of total games. Total games, uh, total games, controllers, etc. You have surpassed me. However, I still have the standing that I collect a smaller variety than you do. Like I don't do Atari or Dreamcast anymore, for that matter. Um, so, although you have more number-wise, I would say my collection is bigger. Like I could definitely uh, trump you as far as NES, SNES, maybe in '64. I'm not sure if you have more in '64. I know I got you beat on Sega consoles and Sega games for sure. Consoles, yeah, because you got uh, a Model One Sega CD, and I'll trade yours and back to you two. for that uh, for that Model One if you want. I have a Model Two as well. Yeah, but my Model Two works. So does mine, and my Model One. Your Model 1 does not work. You were asking me the other day how to fix it. I was asking you how to make sure that we can get the disc tray to pop out. That's a pretty simple fix, I think. And I've repeated it to you over and over and over. You don't listen. Well, you should help me. So, uh, let's... No. Yes. So, uh, as we do with every week, did anybody have pickups this week? I was out of town for, I guess, five days. So, I haven't been able to pick up anything. Ryan, has the Switch had any sales this week or last week? Any dollar sales? 50 cents? You know, I haven't been browsing on the Switch marketplace. Uh, We're all kind of in the midst of big life events, and I have not had the time or energy to pick up anything on my Switch except for more Cave Blazers. Yeah, Ryan is officially going to be uh, no longer single, technically. I mean, technically, you're not single now, but... It's going to be official. I'm, I'm already married, but now we're having the ceremony. So that's, oh, yeah, that's, that's where right, all that's of right. my guys, energy and money is going these days. I forgot you, that you guys were technically married already. Uh, it's purely for tax purposes, for folks. Uh, no, he and insurance I really reasons. It was literally, I married my wife for the insurance. You I know, now I was you're going to be the husband. You're now on the internet saying that. I hope you know. 
I, hey, I'll tell anybody, man. Hey, if you have a cool lady out there that you love and she has better insurance than you, you marry her. Especially if she listens to the podcast here you're in. Yeah, that's true. Does she listen to the podcast? Sometimes when I make her. <laughs> that's, that doesn't Hashtag sound. earmuffs. <laughs> Hashtag earmuffs. <laughs> Hashtag that's not a hug. <laughs> All right, Ryan. So what is new in the world of video game news? Well, um, there's been a ton of stuff going out there lately. Well, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We didn't talk about what we're currently playing. Oh, that's oh. right. We almost glossed oh, right yeah. over it. You said God. pick up some. Here we're on playing. the Game Deflators podcast, we also like to talk about games we're currently playing, which you, for me is still more cave blazers. I've been blazing those caves, and I've been blazing them hard. And he blazes in general. I was going to say that really does sound like gay innuendo. I'm just saying. Well, no, it's it's a super fun game. I'm so head over heels addicted to this game. I haven't played a game this much since I played Asura, not Asura's Wrath for PS3, but uh, Asura that was a another Steam game that launched... And I played so much of that a few years ago. It's the only game that I've ever actually gotten on the leaderboards for. I was in the top five for fastest time and highest points for a while when I was playing it. I absolutely love that game. And these games are super similar. One's basically a side-scrolling version of the other as far as the itemization and, and the systems that are involved in the game they're very similar and i'm just so hooked into this like i've tried to pick up and play other things and i just keep coming right back to this i have been looking into i heard some people talking about um have you guys ever played advanced wars yes so there's a new spiritual successor to advanced wars out on switch called red alert no i'm just kidding no it's called war groove and it looks pretty interesting. I've been thinking about picking that up maybe, but I did actually get a new pickup right here tonight, folks, right before the podcast. Uh, we'll get into it a little bit more later, but James finally got me Resident Evil for PS1, so I'll be able to delve into that a little bit and uh, make some comparisons between that and Resi 2 Remake. That's cool, man. So uh, actually, I've been playing... well. I will be playing again Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep out of town, obviously, for the last week. So haven't really had an opportunity to get back into uh, some gaming. And we are in the process of moving into our new house. So, of course, all my video games are packed up at the very moment. Uh, James, you got anything this week, man? Uh, actually, yes. I actually went into a store called Bookman's here for the first time, which is... Shh, don't tell the people about our stores. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to make everyone around the the rest of the country a little bit jealous. Uh, Bookman's, although it is definitely a bit of a hipster shop, it's pretty interesting. I would say I would call it more of an upscale recycling shop. What you do is you go in there, trade in your old books, records, video games, electronics, things like that. And uh, they turn on and resell them. And they had a surprising variety of video games. I actually saw some cool stuff in there. They actually had the original Castlevania on... Uh, believe it was a Commodore or Amiga, Amiga PCX, one of the old PC gaming consoles, complete in box, had a nice variety of NES games, things like that. The main thing that actually caught my attention is their pricing was not, uh, honestly, their pricing wasn't bullshit. Almost pretty much everything was priced as if someone sitting in the back looking on price charting that day and saying, oh, this is 1075 right now, throw a 999 tag on it. 
almost everything in there was priced accordingly. So, see, I've often wondered about that. I live right next to a Bookman's, so every time I go in there, I go and look around, and I'm like. I see what's in the case and everything that you see in the case is kind of what you would expect to see, but I, I'm not familiar enough and I haven't really been in there with price charting in mind and actually browsing to see where they're at, but that might actually be something worth checking out just to see if I can maybe find some kind of deal or something. Well, James and I, I mean, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm sure he's pretty close to it as well. He and I have this like thing where we walk into a game store and we can literally see like the price points on everything as we walk in. Yep. Yeah. So we were actually, it was funny. We were watching. Negative 20% for me. What's that? I automatically subtract 20% or 30% off every price I know is in my head because I've been doing this for so long. Yeah, exactly. So um, I refuse to pay your newfangled prices. (laughs) Screw you and the inflation. (laughs) Back in my day, you could get that for a shiny nickel. That's about right. That's right. Five dollars. So, uh, Everything yeah, we was were five dollars. We were actually watching like this documentary show the other day on like guys going out like buying old western stuff, and they had like in certain scenes it'd just be like a hundred bucks, fifty bucks. And uh, my wife looks over at us and goes, "Is this how you both are at video game stores?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, exactly, right, so. like that." That's exactly what happens. Dollar signs everywhere. Let me pause to give a, a shout out to the old school collectors. Uh, you know, our comments, whatever. Let me hear from our $5 people, the folks that have been around long enough. They remember when everything was just five bucks. Oh, that Super Mario Bros. 3, five bucks. That little Samson, eh, five bucks. Everything was five bucks when I started. Yeah. And I blame all of you. Well, I mean, I was especially John. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. I blame John, especially. I single handedly depleted James's ability to purchase games in our old city. Uh, he didn't deplete my ability to do so. I just chose not to do so. And that is actually my own fault because when John and I became friends, I kind of took him around and showed him the ropes. I did not know it would turn John into a monster. 1,500 games later. Actually, when we first met, I was um, looking around at flea markets for Magic the Gathering cards. And then occasionally I'd pick up a game or so, but I wasn't really looking into games. And what really got me, and you're always going to hate this, is when you came in and you're like, Look, I got this $50 Tomba for two bucks. I'm like, really? I need to get back into game collecting. That's what screwed you. That exact moment. That exact moment. Yes. See, I, I don't think I've ever heard the thank you moment from you to me for when I was in a, a certain popular thrift store where we came from. And I was like, oh, look, Saturn games. Well, zippity fucking doodah. No, 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 I don't no, collect no, Saturn. No, 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 sir. Those I found on my own. 100%. You came in the store after me. I could have easily bought those up just to turn around and resell them, and I chose not to. Potentially, but I still have that Saturn Bomberman for $3 in my collection with the price tag. Yeah, I still have my $5 Mega Man Legends too, among other things. Also beautiful. Yeah. So James and I can reminisce on these things. Ryan, what did you pick up for 50 cents this week? Actually... I did pick up a game this week. I See? remembered. Went back, and he, he actually remembered he got a game. Was it an extra copy of uh, K-Blazers for the rest of us? No. So, I know I talked about this. I think it was the last time, or it might have been the time before. Chrono.gg, folks. It's a great service. Hashtag not a sponsor. Could be a sponsor. But it's a it's a great website. You log on to it every day. They have a different game available. You click the little coin icon. You get coins. Those coins go into your coin purse, and then you can buy games with your coins from your coin purse. <laughs> Say coin purse one more time. Coin Please. purse. <laughs> James and, and I just coin gave purse. each other, we just gave each other the weirdest look when you kept saying coin purse. Yep. So 
last week they had a game that I've been hearing about forever. Coin purse. It's uh, Tyranny. I think it's Tyranny and the Words of Power or something like that. Tyranny of the Coin Purse. <laughs> tyranny of the Coin Purse. But it's a really cool isometric RPG that really gets into your head about morality and stuff. And I've seen a video many times by my favorite YouTuber, Noah Caldwell Gervais. He also just released a bunch of new videos. Check him out. Support him. He's awesome. He has a great video on this game. And I think that I'm actually going to use this game as what I play on the plane ride to Japan for the honeymoon. Because I've never really been one for classic isometric RPGs. And I think that if I'm going to get into one, maybe this is a good way to start being locked in a steel tube flying over the ocean for 12 hours. If you don't get me a Donkey Kong item from Japan and James vending machine panties, we're going to be very disappointed with you. You can't see the disgusted look I'm giving John. What he meant was a, a Legend of Zelda item. Yeah, that's what I meant, actually. Yeah. See, da, John's da, trying da, to bury da. the lead here. He knows what he wants. He's just too afraid to ask. Bingo. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. I think that's a great starting point for you. Now that you mentioned, I think uh, Transistor is actually on the Switch or was ported to it or is going to oh, be. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been, I bought Transistor when it came out on the Switch because I love that uh, studio. Was it Giant Bomb? I don't remember. I just know uh, Transistor is one of the better RPGs to come out uh, about 2016, 2017. Yeah, Transistor was awesome. Uh, and I believe it all said the isometric view. Um, so that was your pickup for this week? Yeah. Not a bad one? Yeah, I picked that up point purse. for, I think it was like seven or eight bucks or something. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on here. I'm sorry. You paid how much? Like seven or eight bucks. Whoa. Where'd you get that money, Ryan? From my job. No, 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 no. You were supposed to correct the answer the was coin from? purse. No, no. But when I went there, I did spin the coin and added more coins to my coin purse. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is just killing me. <laughs> you heard it here for here first, folks. He spent more than a dollar on a game. Oh, yeah. Uh, Come the end of the year, he might actually finish one. <laughs> me too, for that matter. But still. Oh, man. All right. Hashtag me too. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I did actually pick up a game while I was at Bookman's. Um, because honestly, I had never seen it before, and I am a Marvel Comics fan, so I'm kind of a sucker. It is The Incredible Hulk, The Pantheon Saga on PlayStation 1. And, uh, uh, wow, I'm definitely never, ever going to say it was worth the 10 bucks I paid for it, other than it just being a cool, uncommon piece, because uh, I the best way I could describe it that will make sense to most folks that, that have never played it, it's... It plays like one of those early PS1 games where they had no idea what they were doing and they were just trying to crank out any kind of uh, intellectual property they thought they could make a buck off of. That's exactly how it plays. And uh, it will be later a crappy game challenge for y'all. So Wait, how much hold, did you get it for? He said 10 bucks. 10 bucks at the time. It was like 10.78 at price charging that die that day. I think it's gone down. It's at 9.47 complete, 6.24 loose. James, don't play the stock market. But the yep. PAL version's like way up there. PAL loose is twenty six twenty. Uh, everyone knows Europe is not a real country. It doesn't count. So two things here. First off, I think it's funny that we circled all the way back around from what we're currently playing to, oh, wait, we had pickups this week. Uh, the other thing is you mentioned crappy game challenge, and this kind of bridges into what we're currently playing. You got to enjoy a little bit of uh, Wu-Tang. Oh, yes. Pow! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man. The best thing I can say about uh Wu Tang Shellin style is the music. It was, it's absolutely the music. Oh fuck it the, is the gameplay. Oh, it was the gameplay. Actually I would say the graphics. Watching, the, graphics the graphics. It was the graphics. They were fantastic. <laughs> Yes, the best, the most enjoyable part of that game is when we were trying to play it in John's PS3 and all the cutscenes kept skipping terribly. I thought found that far more entertaining than actually playing this god-awful pile of garbage. And I'm not just saying that because it's a rap game or anything like that. I, I can accept that the story and the plot isn't made to be taken too seriously, but Ooh, the controls are god-awful. The gameplay is awkward as fuck. Everything is slow. The input's terrible. Um... I have no idea what I'm doing half the time. Like, But yet you get fatalities at the end, so it's kind of rewarding. Yeah, there are some super cheesy, over-the-top fatalities, which are kind of automatic. You don't have to do anything. You just beat your opponent. And that part was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that, that was pretty good. Huh? I'm going to have to get you back for that. But <laughs> since... I played it with him, though. So. so you guys enjoyed it, and we enjoyed our Krabby Game Challenge. I feel like oh, we no, really no, no. need to like stink yeah. up no. this challenge. No, 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 sir. You and I actually legitimately enjoyed our Krabby Game Challenge. He was dreading every moment. I have recordings of him going, oh, fuck you. Just the entire <laughs> time. It was great. Oh, it was bad. But, um, uh, but, dude, what was interesting is that it would not play on the PS3, and we popped it into my PS2, and it played no problem. So... That was actually something I found online. They're like, yeah, that game, for whatever reason, doesn't play on a PS3. Yeah. So since John and Ryan took it in stride pretty well with their last crappy game challenge, I actually picked them a good game to play this time, which was... For the the games you not, might not have played? No, no, no. We haven't got to that yet. I, we were still talking about... As your reward for the the crappy game challenge, I actually picked out Dynamite Cop on the oh, Dreamcast. Yeah, oh, yeah, Dynamite Cop. Well, yeah, we're which skipping I, around here now. I guess we're going to close the news this week. So, well, no, we've got some we news don't need to no get into. Format. Okay, so here we'll 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 reset and rego. We just so, fucked this podcast all up, folks. Bear with us. Reset and rego are the same thing, Ryan. All right, so. In in Rigo? news this week, we've Rigo. got Rigo. lots of interesting Rigo-sy? news. Some of this stuff has been covered a lot by sources that I've seen. Uh, one of those things in particular is all the debacle going on over at EA. So anybody who hasn't heard or doesn't know, there has been uh, new record-breaking profits for EA off the backs of last year. Oh boy, Ryan, does that mean they're hiring more people now? No, but it means a lot of other people are going to be because EA just laid off 900 employees despite the fact that they had record-breaking profits this year. I'm thinking those record-breaking profits were them saying, we're going to have record-breaking profits, but let's lay off 900 people first. This is what happens when you don't buy your loot boxes, kids. All these yeah. people are no, out of work This now. is what happens when you do buy your loot boxes, kids. They've made so much money off of loot boxes and uh, season passes and online content, all this stuff, and they're chasing this crazy dream of infinite money. But really what it comes down to is the fact that Call of Duty undersold this year. Or Battlefield undersold this year. I'm well, pretty sure it's Battlefield. Rhino's racist 13-year-olds that want to yeah, sleep with your mom are like, growing up now. Well, it's just that. that, you know, the Jim Sterling goes over this really well in his videos that I've seen. And 
he breaks it down in a much more economical and, you know, fuck the AAA industry like he always does. But really, it comes down to just the fact that, like, greedy corporate assholes being driven by people outside of the gaming industry and being hired in for millions of dollars are making all these decisions purely in the pursuit of profits and their games are really starting to suffer. And we can kind of see this with the reaction to Anthem versus the reaction to, uh, what's that? Apex Legends. Apex Legends. Apex Legends came out and it was a monster hit. Anthem's coming out and people are kind of wary of it. And then if anybody wasn't aware, Crackdown 3 came out. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Anthem also an EA title? All three of those are EA. Oh, wow. So, yeah, basically because of Apex Legends, uh, Crackdown 3 and Anthem just kind of just wisp under the radar. Like, I literally just noticed earlier that I was seeing reviews for Anthem already. And we both said, whoa, that's already out already but um i, I didn't also even know it was say, out yet yeah it, it may not be till next week it might be a preliminary review there is a silver lining in all of us though Fortnite may be disappearing sooner rather than later because of this that's rather unfortunate because i do have to again throwing back to last week agree with that one fellow who realized that all the damn kids are playing Fortnite. which sure they'll play playing apex legends but yeah they'll, they'll move over to that it's a trendy thing it used to be minecraft then it was Fortnite and now it's Apex Legends. Oh, and uh, what is it? Project Battlegrounds or something like that? Oh, Player Unknown. Yeah. Well, Player Unknown was uh, always uh, more trendy among the adults. But getting back on subject, I was actually going to say that is actually very well said, Ryan. What you were saying about EA and uh, their plans for the future, which um, I've suspected for a while that their plans for the future. And this will be a little bit out of left field, but I think it will be more accurate as time goes on that. EA makes most of their money off their sports games and things like that. They also realize that, for the most part, they could either release a new game every year or they can just release patches and updates and start charging people for them. Okay, so Anthem isn't out until the 22nd. You lied, Okay, so that was a review copy I was seeing. uh, It'll be out by the time this comes out. I think most of what we were seeing was from the blowback of the demo that they released last week oh i gotcha dun 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 i don't have an xbox one so i'm not getting it anyways i thought it was multi-plat is it yeah i thought it was supposed to be pc at the very least i can play i guess we just don't know what we're talking about hey welcome to the game deflators where we talk about old games well or Or ryan just gives us misinformation and fake news he is the news guy and now we can use that hashtag Cashed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as a, we'll be trending sooner or later. It was. I was saying, in addition to the loot boxes and things like that, EA, if they haven't already started implementing it, realizes they can just start. Is multi-platform? Implementing. Kill me, Ryan. You motherfuckers done? No. Yes, no. <laughs> coin purse. Coin purse. Coin purse. Coin purse. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, they can start implementing uh, the likenesses of previous athletes, updating seasons, roster stats, things like that, and fucking charge for it. If they haven't started doing that already, I can guarantee you that will be down the road. And the fact that they're willing to lay off so many developers and employees is most likely because they know that majority of their games are being played online. And that's, pardon me, all they have to do is maintain that so they can outsource it to cheaper out-of-house sources and continue to make their money well and the scary part about all this kind of wrapping it together is that ea has a habit of you know buying up other 
developers and bringing them into the fold and then those things going away and bioware if anthem isn't super successful like i mean i love bioware games like i don't want to see bioware go away like it doesn't mean that those people if they end up getting laid off or you know enveloped into other teams and development studios and stuff like the talent will still be there but you know you lose so many things it would really be a shame to lose Bioware as a company. And honestly, this is one of the reasons that I like supporting um, a company like Sony because they have so many AAA games that come out on their own developer, you know, from their own developers. And just over the years, I've come to that. That's really one of the reasons why I've stuck with them and Nintendo over somebody like Microsoft because Microsoft, to the same extent as EA, will buy up a company, pretty much wipe out everybody release crap games and they're like well that wasn't successful well, i wonder why poor rare well yeah exactly so you look at something like that and that's the reason i don't support microsoft same reason i don't support any ea games outside of madden and i mean madden you really can't screw up at this point what also i would say in the similar vein what also gets me now to think about it is all these big big development companies or game companies that have these huge triple a franchises or and even other projects that are guaranteed money makers and someone comes along in the company and says wow we see you're halfway through the development of this and most of the voice acting's done and everything but we don't think it's going to make us a billion dollars let's pull the plug uh konami square enix is emphasis for this uh god konami especially like you know yanking the plug on silent hill or you know pt uh square enix just off the top of my head let's see for instance uh legacy of kane dark sun if you're a fan of the legacy of kane series google it they actually have fully rendered footage from the game and the gameplay and that game did look like it was going to be fan fucking tastic and they just I mean, there's loads it. of games out there they get axed way too you know way too soon for us like we we get a little taste and then you know it disappears and it just kind of leaves that bad taste in your mouth like what yep. could have been it, it really does konami especially i mean castlevania uh the sun hill series what else i mean jesus Metal Gear, well, which, of course, they lost uh, Hideo Kojima, so they're kind of SOL on that. Yeah, and then God knows what he's doing nowadays. Not even Norman Reedus knows what he's gotten into. <laughs> I don't even think uh, Guillermo del Toro has a clue what the fuck's going on at this point. I don't think anybody's communicating on that game. I don't think they really are. I think uh, Hideo Kojima probably just sits in a dark room somewhere, chief on a fucking blonde with an English dictionary, and he just cranks out some random shit to other people, and they try to figure out what the fuck he means and make it into a game for him. And then it works. That's a sad thing. It really it, does, man. That's I what having Kingdom Hearts too, isn't it? What Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Hideo yeah, that. Kojima and what's his name in a closet, just chiefing it up. Yeah, that, that sounds <laughs> about right, man. What's his name? Oh, okay, geez. so Next. in in other news this week, um, I guess one of the biggest things that we should probably talk about is uh, the Nintendo Direct came out a few days ago. And that had all kinds of goodies inside of it. But I think what we're going to focus on mostly here is going to be The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Wait, before we start, can we get a Nintendo Pal? Nintendo Pal? No, oh, no, no, Nintendo no, no. Pal! Oh, Nintendo Pal! There you go. Put your coin purse into it. <laughs> uh, oh, so, Jesus, um, man. Of course, there's going to be the question of, do we think it's worth $60? And I'm sure we have varying opinions. Yeah, that's the that's the article I have pulled up here on Nintendo Life. 
uh, by Gavin Lane is Hashtag the remake up, of Zelda Link's Awakening worth $60. And to prime this conversation for you collectors out there, we're going to kind of bring this in a little bit. So amazingly enough, Zelda Link's Awakening for the Game Boy, complete in box, $61.92. Is a complete inbox original version of the game for Game Boy worth the price of the full new release of the remake? Fight! Well, okay, well, hold on, hold on. I got one for Ryan before we even start. All right. First off, sir, are you quoting us the original original or Link's Awakening DX? No, the original for Game Boy. 60 bucks. $60 complete in box. $61.92. Well, as somebody that Lose doesn't collect, as somebody that doesn't collect Game Boy games complete, what is it going for loose again? Yep. $19.99. That's what I'll pay for it. 20 bucks. I already have it and the DX version. And yes, 20 bucks loose. 60 bucks complete in box. Um, for either one, original. Cool. Okay, yeah. so just to give some perspective, complete in box Game Boy Color Link's Awakening DX, ninety one fifty four. So you're saving thirty dollars against the complete in box for the DX, but you're paying equal price to the original Game Boy. Or I cannot buy it and save ninety. Yeah, I agree with John. How much is uh, the DX loose? Uh, DX loose is 25 for the na and 37 for the pal what the hell is up with the, the retro zelda, collecting dude. must have just gotten big it's zelda and nintendo that, that's all it is no that's what i'm saying but i mean that's the second game that the uh that the pal you know the Euro, the e region and the australian region that's you know gone up for more so it must have got more popular well, this there. is a weird point here so uh dx for pal Thirty-seven ninety-one loose, fifty-nine eighteen complete, versus the NA twenty-five loose ninety-one complete. Well, it makes me wonder if price charting is keeping track of uh, the American version of eBay or North American version versus you know overseas. Yeah, if they're actually looking at like eBay UK and things like that. Yeah, there's which, different eBay stores for each. Part yeah, of and I don't know if on there's the even off idiot, chance can't. that one of the twenty-five of you listening works 20, at price charting 20 let six. us know we have 26 subscribers now ryan and they love you all yes from we deep do. within their coin purse <laughs> um so kind of getting back on track as far as what we would pay i would probably pay for a new zelda like that or a remake really i'd pay 40 bucks i wouldn't I, pay any more than that i was about to say the same thing as soon as i saw it i was really expecting a 40 dollar price tag and as soon as I saw that they were going to charge for full 60, I was just like, you know, this is, this is a bit much. Uh, I don't even, Why? Well, well, I know, I know how much goes into it, but it's just one of those things of, I'm just not willing to pay 60 bucks for a well, game that I could buy not, on a Game Boy. It's not like it's just some up game. Have you seen the graphics on it? Yeah, I have. And I've seen it completely redone, but I didn't ask Nintendo to make that game. I have it on the well, Game Boy. No, you didn't ask them to remake it, but I mean, like... Don't you think that, okay, don't you think the developers deserve, like, the same kind of introductory price as any other game on the platform that's, like, a full first-party release? Well, it's not my fault their leadership wants to go ahead and make, you know, remakes of games versus new titles. 
I mean, that's really where I'm at. I mean, it's it was on Game Boy. If I wanted to play it, I would have played it on Game Boy. Do I want to play it on the Switch? Maybe. Am I willing to pay sixty? No, I'll pay forty when it goes down in price. But it's it's not something I was looking to say. Oh wow, you know, I I want to buy Link's Awakening on the Switch. Like I need to have this. Like it's it's a nice thing to have, but it's not like I've been wishing for this my whole life to come out on a new console. Okay, so here's a question, and James, I want to hear your opinion on this too. So the way that it seems that you're looking at this is that you think that the buying the price of the game new is really, who's that for? Who's the person that pays the day one price? Somebody who's just biting at the bit to get at it? Uh, Nintendo fanboys in general are the ones that are going to be immediately going towards that title. Um, okay, any, so I mean, anybody that's like a huge Zelda fan would be like, yeah, I need to play it. I'm not a huge Zelda fan, so this game isn't exactly meant for me per se. I have it on the Game Boy, so it goes back into the conversation of, I already have it. If I want to play it, I'll play the original. I wasn't clamoring for a remake of a game. I would rather see kind of what they did. Super Mario Maker 2. That's a fantastic title to bring onto the Switch, uh, given what the Switch's capabilities are. Um, a new Donkey Kong title versus a rehash of Tropical Freeze. Those are all different titles that um, or different you know, things that they could have released. A new Donkey Kong title would be fantastic. I would have looked forward to something like that over, we're remaking a Game Boy game. That's just where I am on it. See, I think that with the cool art style that they're going for in this and also trying to remake something a little more obscure, maybe not something that you ever really were expecting to come out. I think that if you're like me, sometimes paying that day one price is a way to make your voice heard. Like if you're going to vote with your money and you're willing to pay the full price for the game, that's encouragement for the industry to push in that direction, which is why I'm not buying it. Okay. Well, pardon me. First off, let me say, well said, James. You know, you're John's little tirade over there when it, I was supposed to be talking. Quiet, you. Eat my coin purse. That's Ryan's coin purse. Thank you very much. Eat Every Ryan's time they coin say purse. coin purse, I make more coins. Coin purse. <laughs> coin purse, right? Hashtag, that's not a sponsor. Hashtag could be a sponsor. Anyhow, uh, majority of what John said, I agree with. I Let me ask you this. How much was... Um, Geez, I almost said another Metroid 2 remake. Boy, that didn't cost anything. The guy just worked his ass off for 10 years on that. Nintendo. Anyhow, how much was uh, you know Metroid 2 remake on the 3DS when it came out? I want to say it was 40 bucks, at, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 40 See, I feel $40 is a fair price point for that game. I would have been... I was actually expecting a Skyward Sword re-release. I really was expecting it. It was kind of interesting if I had to have the option to not have to play with the Joy-Cons or Wiimote and other shit and actually play with a controller. But, and it's not too late for Nintendo to do this, but if they would have also squeezed Oracle of Season and Oracle of Ages into the Leak's Awakening remake, then I would say, yes, that is worth the 60 bucks right there. Um, now, as far as you were asking, you know, do I support the industry or certain companies' games? If it's a game series I'm very passionate about, fuck yes, I do. I, I pre-order. I pre-ordered Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3, Bloodborne. I paid for Dark Souls 2, Scholar of the First Sin. 
Um, I will eventually pay for Dark Souls Remastered, even though I've already beat it three times, and I actually probably will never open it and play it, but still, because I love From Software's games. I will be buying Sekiro, etc. Um, however, with Nintendo, it's way different. It's not just... A majority of it is the fanboys, but there's also a bit of an internet virtue signaling culture when it comes to uh, video games and things like that. And a lot of them are just kids on social media, um, pros- uh, posturing and things like that. Oh, I got to have this. I got to have that. Or, oh God, please take my money. Uh, Cause that's what the kids are into nowadays. But one thing I am curious about, and I think we all agree upon, I noticed a lot of people bitching and bashing the art direction for the Re- Link's Awakening remaster. And I have to say, after looking at it, my immediate impression was that it looks like they actually wanted to say as true to the Game Boy graphics as possible. And not only that, even though they are cartoonish and cutesy and simplistic, they are very detailed and rather beautiful in my opinion. Yeah, and that's something I can agree on too, man. When I saw the artwork in that trailer uh, that we watched a little earlier, I thought that was fantastic. I, yeah. It's definitely, that's the type of gameplay and artwork I look for in a title of that nature, especially a remake from a Game Just Boy. Just not game. at full price. Just though. not at full price. Yeah, and another thing I would also point out to you, Ryan, is that even though John and I have our sneaky, sneaky ways of getting our games for as cheap as possible. Not stealing. Not stealing. Free Technically. 50? <laughs> 350 yep tree 50 we get it from the Loch Ness monster that's right uh nintendo games first party nintendo games rarely come down in price even when they go on sale the sale will range from anything ridiculous like oh this is on sale for a whole three dollars cheaper to oh you know mario kart deluxe dx you know that's already been released and being re-released again it's uh 10 bucks off even though it's been out for what two years or so something like that well Longer but i mean that, it's man. not like so when you need a uh, a lamp you go to the lamp store and you wait for the new lamps to drop in price or you just kind of go into the lamp store and you accept the fact that that lamp is worth this amount of money and the people who created that lamp you know that's kind of the value that went into it here's the thing about lamps right like i understand the depreciation of of games over time but what is it about games that necessarily loses value like is a game less good Five months later, like five months after a game comes out, it's not as good of a game, so it's not worth as much. It's just Nintendo. Like, is a as a collector who tries to appreciate value as much as possible, immediately looking at the depreciation of value, isn't that kind of contrary to your? goals of being a good collector our our values in collecting aren't necessarily the financial components of it we don't collect because we want it to be super valuable down the road at least my concern isn't that it's on the being able to play those games and the ability to have them in my collection at hand at any point so while i'm excited at times when i see the value of my collection I don't necessarily, like if my collection right now dropped in value, technically a couple grand, it's not the end of the world because I still have all those games on hand. So if I'm picking up a copy of Zelda for, you know, say it's release of 60 and I'm not willing to pay 60, I'm willing to pay 40. That's really what I'm going to pay for that game. I will not touch it if it's above $40. Like that's my standpoint on it. And from a collection standpoint, it's not to say that, I'm hoping it diminishes in value and it's, you know, contradictory to my collecting and everything else is saying I'm not willing to pay that much money for that game, uh, regardless of how much time was put into development. 
So you don't think video games are worth $60? Oh, I think there are games worth $60. I pre-ordered, like James, Sekiro. And I'm excited for that game to come out. I'm waiting for my, um, you know, statue and my letter opener and everything else that comes with it. And so I'm what, super stoked. So what, at what point does it become worth it? So like, where is the full new release? Like, is it how excited you are for the game? Or is it, what what part of buying a new game versus collecting a game excites you to exceed that threshold you have set for yourself? Okay, I, I kind of already got what you were getting at. So say, for instance, things I personally would look at component-wise of why I would spend the $60 for that game is obviously reputation. So it's Nintendo. Okay, cool. So let's eliminate some things that would be decisions for myself and possibly John um, that are not common to the core audience that that game is being aimed at. I beat Link's Awakening two or three times when I was a kid. So I've already played the game quite a bit, enjoyed it quite a bit, and I know it's one of the better Zeldas. So I've already played it. That takes away some of the excitement there. Two, I know it's a short game. It's a Game Boy game. You're not going to get a lot of content. I'm not saying it's not a lot of fun to play, but you're going to go through it pretty quick, and I'm fairly confident in that because you can just look at Nintendo's track record. Um, so that's another reason I don't feel it's quite worth $60. Also, from our standpoint, and those who have been with us for a long time will remember when we were formerly the collectors against a video game inflation before we became the game deflators for short, is things like that. Buying that $60 game, it sets a precedent. And Nintendo themselves, they're kind of like Nike, or I would say Nike in a way. Nike does make good products, but you're paying a lot fucking more for those shoes than you realistically should. Now, granted, you know you're going to get something good. Generally, it's going to retain its value. People resell their Nike used sneakers all the time, which is hilarious when you think about it, but it's the truth. They do. And same thing with Nintendo, but there's also that cult status surrounding it that gives it and helps it retain value when it's unnecessary. And as far as us, you're asking... You asked John and you asked me, you know, do we collect, do we care so much about the value? Not really. When I started collecting, most of the games honestly weren't worth dirt. They weren't, for the most part, oftentimes worth the five bucks I was paying for them. And I'm perfectly okay with that. I actually have been wanting things to go back that direction for years now. And lately they have started slowly slinking back down in that direction. Um, so anyhow, as far as like a good example of like, a somewhat rare game that's always been strange to me that's so expensive is Fire Emblem on the GameCube. I've had it for years and years and years because I bought it long time ago before I started officially collecting just because I was like, hey, I would like to play that and I got busy with life, never got to it. Start collecting and it's pretty much been 89 to 100 plus dollars complete in box ever since then. It's just one of the weirdest things that holds value. Chrono Trigger is another one I have that generally stays around 70 bucks hopefully it's back down to around 40 or so now i would say like this i never thought chrono trigger was that great of an rpg i had final fantasy 6 the year before so that kind of set the standard yeah i know i'm about to get mauled here folks oh man i'm right with you i actually prefer chrono cross over chrono trigger yeah me too I like i've chrono never cross. played it Another Ryan's I, I will speak up for the internet and say that you're both bastards <laughs> Fair enough. Well, the internet's a bastard too. Chrono Trigger is one of those games. There's actually plenty of copies of it around there. And the reason it stays up in value is honestly cult hype. Same thing with fucking Earthbound. Earthbound, 
I can definitely say there's more parts to appreciate as I was an adult and with the risk of a brick come flying through the window. I beat it when I was a kid. And I thought it was fucking boring and tedious. But also I get as a kid, I didn't catch like all the, the humor and the inside jokes and some of the, the more twisted things. But we are getting a little long in the two, so let's move on to we were starting to say earlier since John and Ryan uh, took it like a champ with their crappy game challenge. I actually picked out a decent game for them. So this week we had the luxury of playing Dynamite Cop and beating it, and beating it at least mission one. No, I think that was literally the whole game, right? Oh. Yeah, that was the whole okay. game. Yeah, the whole game. So yeah. we beat Dynamite Cop for the Sega Dreamcast, uh, developed by AM1, published by Sega, and it was released in the arcades in '98. Followed up by the Dreamcast in 99. And it's a, a 3D action beat-em-up game where you run around. It's two-player. You pick up items. You do, you know, punch kicks and jumps around the of, stage. Pick up legs of beef and machine guns and chairs and Poles. anything. Uh, mannequin heads and anything you can think of to beat your enemies down. It's actually pretty cool. French baguettes. Fresh baguettes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We did have baguettes. So it, it was a pretty fun game. I mean, it was definitely one of those things like we trounced through it. I mean, I can see how it would have cost us, what, like five bucks to play this game in an arcade? Probably Honestly, not even that. I think at the rate we went, what did we die? Like maybe probably two, like four two, times each. No, not even that. I think I died twice. Yeah, you guys blazed through it in like 30 minutes. It's about a one hour game. And you guys, I guess we kind of beat the it. hell out of each other at the end a lot. Yeah, and that probably took up about five minutes of our time. So I'd say probably about 20 to 25 minutes we beat that game. And uh, I, I thought it was fun, dude. It I mean, wasn't. there were other missions we hadn't gotten to. You probably have to unlock them, and you probably just didn't have any data on your Is that the case, man? It's, it did say Mission 1. Uh, it's a possibility. There might have been DLC missions. We did the one where we fought the weird seashell-headed cyborg pirate. That was just... That was just weird. And the giant octopus that didn't have eight legs and, then and the, somehow got inside the ship. And then the random boy, girl, I'm not sure, that was stuck in a suitcase and then randomly appeared and said, all right, now that you saved me, let's see who's stronger and I'll give you all the gold. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to pin you guys to a fight to the death and so, see how this goes. And then she started straddling me. That was this really game, I would say, I think that we both were pretty positive on it. I mean, for... In inflation, deflation, off the back of a crappy game challenge, I think we could have done way worse. But most of the ratings for this game are not good. Uh, it's well, ranging from fours to sevens out of tens with a couple of Ds in there. Well, a few I Fs. mean, the game was super short, so that's one thing. I honestly had no flipping idea what the hell was going on in that game. The entire time we were playing, I'm like, I'm beating people up. And I'm throwing mannequins at people and shooting them and throwing baguettes at other people. Like it just, it was all over the place in all honesty. And, uh, there's obviously, it's just obviously an arcade beat em up. It's not, there's no story or plot or anything tied to it. So you're a couple of I cops. mean, there was, there was something going on there, but it didn't really have time to tell you about it. Yeah. That I would you had agree to punch crab people in the face and then beat up shark people and fight some wolf people in the middle and hit them with a leg of beef. 
You hear that, folks? These ungrateful bastards didn't like the good game I picked for them. Which is no, funny. it was it, a great, it was a great oh, game. Oh, it's too to late play now, through. We can't back, we can't backpedal on this, Ryan. I didn't like it that much. I actually preferred Ghostbusters too. Uh, you wow. know, what? I'm I'm honestly going to back, sir. I'm going <laughs> to agree because I felt like Ghostbusters 2 had more potential. Like I would have rather spent more time playing Ghostbusters to get further to see what else was in there. This whole week backfired on James. He was like, I'm going to give him something good to play. And it ended up being our I still had a lot of fun. I'm not saying it was bad, but the difficulty and reputation of Ghostbusters intrigues me. Yeah, over what was essentially 20 minutes to just blaze through a game. We were like, that that was it? Like, okay. You're saying you didn't enjoy the random silliness of smacking enemies with Oh, oh I, I enjoyed no, no, that. It was fun. 100%. It was fun, but the, th- the thing for me is that Ghostbusters was on a platform that I don't have a lot of experience with. You don't have a lot of experience with either of those platforms. No, I, I know. I don't have a lot of experience with and the general. Dreamcast, but... That looked visually just like uh, House of the Dead or uh, what's the Time Crisis? Like all of those arcade shooters and stuff. I mean, it has that exact same look and play to it. It's exactly what I expected it to be since the moment we booted it up. That 1999 So that predictability level of it is kind of what drove it down for me even though it was fun and enjoyable and we had a decent time playing it so i would say first off congratulations guys Uh, i appreciate your input and with that y'all have inspired me your next crappy game challenge will be uh, more ghostbusters actually it's three mortal kombat special forces on a ps1 do i have that yes you do i wait i do yep the one with jacks not the the semi tolerable one with Sub Zero. I'm checking. And if you don't, I will get an ISO so y'all can play it. I actually kind of um, hope I do have it. So but let me. Well, hold on. Let me ask you this, Ryan. So you blazed through the game in about 25 minutes. You said it was kind of mediocre. Just general beat him up. It was okay. Now let me point out to you a couple of things. That is a first party title. That's a Sega first party title. And since it is a Dreamcast game, that would have been $60 back in the day of $50 PS1 games. So you tell me, would you have paid $60 for that back in the day? Not if it was on Dreamcast, dude. That's what CD burners were made for. <laughs> well, you have to that consider before that was a common a thing. very and appropriate response. At that time, the CD burners were like 200 bucks, So it was almost cheaper just to buy the damn game in a Dreamcast. Almost. I do you not know? have Mortal Kombat Special Forces, but I do have Sub-Zero Mythologies. I'll get you an ISO special forces and set up an emulator. Damn it. We're screwed, Ryan. That's like literally that. Is, I mean, that's if, quite if possibly the feeling, worst game on the PlayStation. Oh, if you're feeling froggy, y'all can do a back to back challenge. You can do sub zero mythologies and then special forces and I'll get a, I played the sub zero one. Yeah, me too. I don't think it was great, but not that God awful. Yeah. We're going to have to definitely emulate a couple games for the next few weeks. while well, you and I get unpacked, but uh, how much is dynamite cop going for complete box, which is what we have here. Dynamite complete $44 loose 26. God, really? Yeah. I think I paid $6 for that game. Like five years ago, three bucks for my copy before I sold my dreamcast collection. I bought that in the game store I worked in for that price, dude. Why? It was 20 something dollars, like 25 back then when you bought it. No, it wasn't even that, dude, because we were selling it at like 10 bucks at that time. Dude, when I and got, I got my, my copy discount. of three bucks, it was like 25 and that was back in maybe 
2014 2015 unless we mispriced it man that is crazy 40 how much 45 ryan ryan it is 44 complete that that's nuts i think i'm about to have a heart attack jeez man right or like dreamcast games on a rise or something now so ryan is saying that he he is the reason that sega couldn't support the dreamcast because he wouldn't have bought that $60 game. Oh, I never had them. a Dreamcast. You hear about Sega gauges? You see? that Even more reason. Now we know he's truly guilty. He didn't even buy a Dreamcast. I truly did not support Sega whatsoever my whole life. Hey, I didn't either, man. I actually just had hand-me-downs for Sega Genesis consoles. Oh, I started, I bought a used Dreamcast. I got I a, a brand new Game Gear from my grandparents and only the games that came with it and never bought anything else for it except for hundreds of double a batteries check out mr coin purse here with his brand new game consoles that come in a box without a pawn shop sticker on him when he was a kid and shit huh oh yeah that's true yeah i've actually got a game gear complete in box too myself i think i have three game gears sitting here two of them are paperweights though all right, first episode we have where it doesn't resolve into John. I'm like, oh, I've actually got this. You know, we should do a giveaway. So what is next in the news, <laughs> sir? Um, well, next in the news is, I guess, what we're going to be playing next week, which is that already decided for us? Are we going to try to get this out of the way next week while you're all still packed up? I don't know. Let, okay, let's do this. Let's get two Super Nintendo titles because we haven't played a Super Nintendo game in a while, right? James pick two titles and we can either emulate or play um, if we have it on hand and we'll let the users on Facebook decide which one we play. That sounds pretty good. We also have not a crappy game. Uh, no, this is not a crappy game. We also do have coming up the, uh, the, you know, blank has never played. For instance, the very first one actually is going to be Ryan. So we could say Ryan's never played resident evil two. Not true anymore because I am at least halfway through Leon A on RE2 Remake. Not the same. That's not the same. Not the same. I know, I know. But I've played a iteration of Resident Evil 2 now. But I do, like we mentioned earlier, I do have the copy of the PS1 from James. So I will be playing that. And I'm very excited to play it on my PSX with the little mini screen. And it's going to um so one thing i do have to bring up though you still need to beat um not xeno gears lots of stuff no you're uh <laughs> your uh, <laughs> annual the annual challenge that we we're doing oh, yeah, new games resolution do. new games resolution yeah but i ha- i told everybody that i would beat red dead before i even started the first dude, one you're not gonna beat it you gotta beat the new games resolution red dead's not your new games resolution dude it's still february i got 10 months to do that 10 months later 10 months later i really gotta play this game now yeah i still have hey two. i, I gotta play three my, games i've gotta get off my ass and actually try to finish to the moon well um, one of them i love and the other one is the one that i've always wanted to play and the first one's only six hours so hopefully i'll be good yeah you got to the moon and i've got sukut in two i think i've yep. got the longest stretch out of all of us here so yeah but oh, it's you so do. good oh, i know man i've heard some good stuff at least the first 20 hours that i played <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before I forget, we actually, uh, since we're going to try to alternate the crappy game challenge and the, you know, blank has never played, we do have the next runner up and perhaps all of y'all can help Ryan and John figure out one for me. But the next one up is going to be <gasps> John has never played Super Metroid. What? 
What? What? Say what? Right? Holy shit. He has no idea what he's been missing out on, and it's not coin purse either, folks. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I uh, have certainly not been missing out on coin purse. So the general rules is it's actually, as you can tell, the exact opposite of the crappy game challenge. It's one of those holy shit you've never played this classic or this amazing game it'd be like saying holy shit you've never played street fighter or holy shit you've never played super mario brothers 3 you know things like that if you haven't so, played super mario bros 3 you might just want to like stop playing games altogether if you haven't or played start or or yeah, start, start. that you've been is a missing great out place on a lot that's true that's very true that but if you haven't played it yet you should go start away. yeah um so spoilers I've been around for quite some time now, surprisingly enough. So I've gotten to play quite a few games. Back so. in his day. Yeah. Pepperidge <laughs> Farm remembers. <laughs> James remembers when a game was $4. Bottles and James, thanks you for your support. Hey, no, he distinctly said they were all $5. $5. $5 games. Cheaper than the damn Subway foot long at the time. Continue, James. Anyhow, so if all of you want to throw together suggestions for things you think I haven't actually played, that you feel is a must-play classic, help John and Ryan figure it out because I get the feeling the next couple of weeks of my life are going to be consist of, yeah, played it, nope, beat it, yeah, that game was god-awful, and hey, so Ryan, on and so forth. Do I have a box over there for my SNES classic still? Yes. Okay, grab it really quick. Let, let's go. do this now. Star Fox 2 doesn't count because it wasn't released oh, at the time. Oh, damn it. That's uh, exactly what no, I was going to say. That's not what I was going to say. Oh. Do you, uh, Yoshi's Island? Yeah, you did yeah, play Yoshi's it. Island. Yeah, I just was talking about last ghosts night. Ghosts and ghouls you beat. Um, ghouls and ghosts, I can't beat the first level. Nick, can you hear your bullshit? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Screw that. We're uh, going to make that a drunken game challenge. I, I would say Super Mario RPG, but that'd be a dumb beat one. Beat it. But, yeah, I know. Uh, Kirby's Dream Course? Beat it. Jesus, man. Uh, beat that only a couple of years ago, too. Play yeah, with my buddy no, Cameron. Shout out. I recall that. Uh, punch Out. Beat it. Super Punch Out, to correct yourself, sir. All three circuits. Jesus, man. Uh, yeah, because the other ones I'm oh, looking just, at here. Just give me the box. Let me ruin your day for you. Come on. Oh, you beat all of them. Earthbound's the only one you haven't beat. Beat it. Wait. Oh, yeah, you did. You didn't hear me earlier? Kirby oh. Superstar, eight games in one. Played it. Haven't beat it. Okay. Well, then there's literally nothing here. I'm just looking at this and knowing. Oh, yeah. Good luck everything. finding one on there. I haven't at least played. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, F-Zero, everything. Oh, shit. Let's see here. Mario RPG, beat it. Mario World, beat it multiple times. Contra 3, played it, don't care about beating it. Links, uh, Link to the Past, oh, fuck, yeah, beat it multiple times. Beat Kirby's Dream Course. Played Star Fox, never beat it. Yoshi's Island, I swear to God, maybe if I can play it all the way on mute, I would beat it. Mario Kart, duh. Final Fantasy 6 is my favorite Final Fantasy. Secret of Mana, Kirby Superstar, blah, blah, Castlevania 4... Ooh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, a classic. Yeah, no, you're SOL. You, you you picked very poorly, sir. Well, on this one I have. Well, Yeah, you only picked a mini version of the console with all of the most popular games ever made for it. Specifically hey. from my age of nine years and up, sir. It, yeah, no, I'm well, I'm well aware. I've played a good majority of those outside of maybe Can Super we get Metroid. an epic fail? Like a Wu-Tang fail? Can we get one for John? Wu-Tang fail! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna have to do that from now on, man. We'll find you a game, but okay. What are Please the two super? N- what are two Super Nintendo games that uh, we're gonna give people to choose uh, for the crappy game challenge or the good game well, challenge? Good game we challenge. can give it some thought. Well, you've already got good games each. He's got Resident Evil Two, and you've got Super Metroid. Yeah, but this is for our next inflation deflation. Oh, the inflation deflation. You want two Super Nintendo games for that? Yes. Whew. Okay, Super Adventure Island Two and. Hang on. I'm thinking. Gears of my head are turning. 
Contra. Castlevania. Actually, I need Ryan to verify this is still a semi-expensive game. Uh, should be Marvel Super Heroes War of the Gems. Uh, I can guarantee you that's got a price point that's higher than $20. It damn sure ought to be. If not, then I'll just have to think of another one. It is 90, 72, complete in box, 43, 46, loose. Ooh, Whoa. Super Adventure Island Okay, too. so PAL version loose is 57. PAL version complete in box is 353.70. Yeah, somebody just sold it on eBay for that much. Yeah, I'm telling you. We'll have to investigate that. How much is Super Adventure Island 2 going for? I'll tell you right now. I bought it from the flea market back in the $5 days for $3.50. I think I have Super Adventure Island Was it really Island the $5 too. days then? Eh, every now and then it was less than $5 days. It is loose 61.74 completed box 172.75 that has actually gone up quite a yeah, bit i'm surprised has. so uh all right those are our two we'll write those down we'll put a poll and uh we'll have people vote on it absolutely and those are two pretty decent games so i don't think you guys will be too disappointed uh what else was left i think that's it that's it all right this was so, us rambling uh, in our uh episode 23 of the game Players podcast we talked a lot about uh ryan's coin purse and how he helped kill the dreamcast Yep. Burned a lot of games, apparently. Yeah. Hashtag FBI. Hashtag never owned a Dreamcast. That's true. Well, exactly. You didn't need to because you just played burned copies. <laughs> There's a lot of FBI things on this one, I think. Okay. Please don't arrest us. <laughs> Hashtag. So, uh, Hashtag I, think, I get the top bunk. I, <laughs> I think uh, we're good for this week. That is correct. I see nods all around. Yeah, I, mean, I got nothing left to say, I don't think. I think we covered about everything except for uh, Super Mario Maker 2. Oh, yeah. You know, we'll, talk, uh, we'll talk more about that next yeah, week. Yeah, I was about to say, of all my bashing I do of Nintendo, thank you guys for finally doing something fucking smart. Exactly. Well, uh, next week, I won't be joining you guys, obviously. I'll be out of town again. So uh, I guess the listeners will have our, our you know, 12 listeners that join It'll us. It'll be a nice, good break for everybody from John. That's I'm going to look forward to us gaining five to 10 listeners just based on that fact. Exactly. I, I I'm going to spend probably, my own money to promote that episode. I, <laughs> <laughs> I would anticipate that. I would, I would look for nothing less. Uh, all right. So uh, you guys got it next week. And uh, I'm John. I'm Ryan. Oh, yeah, I'm James. And get the fuck off my lawn already. And we are the, the Game, Game Deflators. Deflators. 24, baby!